Hi, this is Lindsay Bowles with the Wellness on Your Terms podcast. Wellness is bio-individual, meaning each body is unique and needs specific requirements of nutrients, exercise, even the amount of downtime we need is individual to us. And the list goes on and on. Listen along to hear me, Lindsay, chat with local health-minded people practicing cutting edge and traditional habits to optimize their health, along with acting practitioners in Manhattan that can help us determine if we need to tweak our habits. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, we have Anna Binder, who is the founder and owner of Rethink Nutrition here in Manhattan, Kansas. Started about six years ago, and now they have four dietitians on staff. They can help with diabetes, intuitive eating, autoimmune disease, gut issues, you name it, they can do it. Let's listen to what she has to say. Hello and welcome. This is Lindsay with Wellness on Your Terms, and I'm here today interviewing Anna Binder, um, a dietitian here in Manhattan, Kansas. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited for our chat today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, uh, we had some scheduling snafus, but we're going to make this thing happen. That's right. Rain <laughs> or shine, we'll go. Rain, shine, COVID, whatever. We're getting <laughs> through it. Um, so, she is with Rethink Nutrition LLC um, off of points. That's right. And you've been open for 12, oh, this will be your 12th year? So we've, I've been a dietitian in town for 10, 11 years, okay. um, but Rethink's been the last five or six. I, you know, COVID years, I feel like oh, I've yeah. lost a few in there. So five, six, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And I totally did my math wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. And you're um, from Emporia. Yeah, I am. I went to school in a small town called Olpe, so I always throw that out there. My family's in Emporia, but I went to a really small school near there. So Olpe, that's so, yeah. so sweet. They're a little one a two a, but uh, they're a great school, and we're very fond of Olpe. Well, good. Um, well, so give us a little bit about your journey as far as why you chose dietetics. Um, what kind of your journey? Yeah, so um, I came up to K State just knowing that I wanted to get out of town and and go have a good college experience. And so um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, something in kind of, I thought maybe athletic training, though I don't think I really knew what that was. I think I just thought <laughs> sports, I like sports, I wanna work somewhere in that. Um, so I did kinesiology and then added the kinesiology and nutrition dual degree. Yeah. And then I added the dietetics on top of that and realized that was gonna take like <laughs> eight, nine years just to get a bachelor's. So. Um, I ultimately dropped it down to dietetics, narrowed my focus a little bit, um, and ended up with that degree and, and really happy about it. I just decided, I discovered that I really enjoyed the, um, I like health and, and personal wellness and all of that. And that's where kinesiology and nutrition, both of those were great, but I really liked how we fuel our bodies through food. And, um, I ended up liking that more than the that I don't like the movement part, but that really became my passion and, and what led me down that path. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And um, yeah, I think it's definitely intertwined. Um, I will say the movement is such a huge piece to the nutrition mm -hmm. part, but once you get into nutrition, you just are intrigued. It's just like, oh yeah. And the movement, but this, yeah, the biochemistry, the organic chemistry, like all the way it fits together. And um, that's, that's really cool. And um, so where did you do your, is it one year 
Um, internship? Yes. Yes. So I graduated from K-State and then um, you can do your internship at K-State. I did mine um, separate. So I graduated and then um, my internship was in Peoria, Illinois. Um, OSF St. Francis there. It's a large uh, medical center with a trauma center, uh, neonatal ICU, an eating disorder, uh, partial hospitalization program. So they really just had such diversity and that's what attracted me to them. They had just so many different options that we got to kind of rotate through and, and dabble a little bit in all of them. Um, and so I spent a year there in Peoria and loved it. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, had to come on back to Manhattan because this is, this is where we feel drawn to. So, yeah. um, so came back to Manhattan after that was over. Well, good. Um, yeah. I've been at your business for a while now and you ha- are a leap therapist. Can you tell us what a leap therapist is? Yeah. So um, a leap therapist, it's just a, so I work, um, my area of specialty is with um, food sensitivities, kind of functional nutrition. Um, and I work a lot with GI disorders and autoimmune conditions and Um, The LEAP protocol just accompanies and that certification accompanies a particular brand of food sensitivity testing that I happen to work with. Okay. Um, So the food sensitivity testing that I do is called mediator release testing or MRT. And the LEAP protocol just is what goes along with that particular testing. So there's so many different types of food sensitivity testing, things like that out there. And I always tell clients when they're asking about different ones, I, of course, am pretty partial to the one that we (laughs) use. Um, I've been using that one for uh, 10 years or so, but um, I think it really matters that the provider that you work with really understands the type of testing that they work with. So um, we really specialize in this particular type of testing um, and the LEAP protocol goes along with that. And so I'm certified to use that protocol. Okay. Well, yeah. that's really interesting and really interesting for a practitioner to stick with one specific test. Like yeah. there are so many out there. Yeah. All right, we just got cut off. So we are going to restart that. I asked Miss um, Anna about kind of her journey down um, dietetics and what specifically, if anything, has drawn her towards that. And she was telling me about her lovely journey starting in high school. Please continue. Yeah. So um, in high school, I had, um, you know, I had, I'm just going to generalize and say I had bad knees and I had several knee surgeries. Um, that I can look back now on and say that that was probably some of the start of, of starting down maybe a path where I saw some deterioration in my health, but, um, a couple of knee surgeries. Um, and then I, you know, went off to K-State and, and I shared with you that, you know, I think anytime we have, um, not anytime, but when you're, um, you've already got some challenges with your health, I think big life transitions sometimes can be an extra shock to the system and, you know, particularly stressful events. Uh, college is a huge transition mm-hmm. and, you know, your eating changes uh, just because you're cooking for yourself and or um, not cooking, or not <laughs> cooking right? Um, and just college life. And so combination of those things um, throughout the later stages of high school and early college, I started to get a lot of joint pain, uh, a lot of fatigue. Um, I can remember um, this one time with my mom, um, I went shopping with her at Walmart and I had to sit on that cute little bench that's at the front of Walmart that the little old ladies sit on um, while my mom did the shopping because I literally did not have the energy and my joints hurt too bad to, to walk around the store and, and do a quick swing through Walmart, right? I think that your mom, I would be so worried if my kid yeah. being 20-ish. Yeah. Oh man, that's... But what do you do, right? It's That's so hard and, and we see that a lot within like... Uh, 
non-specific like inflammatory type symptoms if it's not diagnosable if there's not you if you don't have blood work that indicates that you have um you know rheumatoid arthritis or that you have some specific level of an autoimmune condition if you're shy of that um and you don't meet those markers then there's there's not a lot of of direction sometimes and oh, so yeah, yeah so it's, it's absolutely hard. not and that's why the world needs you yeah thank you thank you <laughs> Yeah. So, um, that I, you know, I, um, kind of flash forward to then when I became a dietitian, I had a, a little kiddo that I worked with who came in with a lot of inflammatory symptoms. Um, and that was my first experience with doing some food sensitivity testing and, um, working with her on her sensitivities. And we saw, I mean, that little girl came into my office the first day with a lunchbox full, like a little soft cooler bag full of meds. Um, she was on acid oh. reflux meds. She was on allergy meds. And she looked sickly um, and we were able to get her to the point along with her doctor where she was off of most of those medications and she was happy, healthy again. Mm -hmm. And that I tell you what, like just hooked me into doing this kind of work. Um, and I just found myself working with more and more of those clients. And um, my mom eventually um, told me, she's like, I mean, maybe that's what you, maybe that's your issue. You've got a lot of pain and fatigue. And I had a lot of migraines at that point. Maybe that's, maybe you need to do this on yourself. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> like I'm a dietitian. I don't think that that, like I would know moms, if that were my issue. You can't ask questions, mom. No, what, what would my mom know? Right. <laughs> um, but mom was right. Um, I ended up testing myself and, um, you know, sensitivities are not at the root cause for everybody, but for people where it is, when you can identify what your issues are, your sensitivities and reduce that inflammation, you can see really quick improvement. And so um, I was fortunate enough to be able to see that for myself. And that was kind of the start of um, really a path down more of a functional nutrition route for me and really working on how do we figure out what's at the core of somebody's symptoms, yeah. um, what's causing that inflammation and rebuilding from there. Um, was that experience of, and, and in part kind of my own journey of, of getting my own health to a good place. So, yeah, I mean, I think you've earned it then. <laughs> oh, I'd say so. And it helps, it does help me relate though to clients as well. Right. Like, and oh, I think yeah. you can understand this too. Like when you understand what it feels like to, um, you know, to have gone through some of that journey yourself and had your own health struggles, like it, it helps relate to, to other people who have those same issues. Yeah, I not to make this podcast about me, sure. but we um when I was going to school, I chose the nutrition and kinesiology route because I thought dietetics was so technical mm -hmm. and it was so um it just it was so boring in uh -huh. my mind, like not the science but the job. Yeah. Um or what I perceived the job to be. Um, but then I kind of fast forward interviewed Brett Baxter, mm -hmm. who is a functional medical practitioner here in town. And he um, has helped my little guy um, mm -hmm. with food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. And knowing that my little guy had issues with just digestion mm -hmm. because of the C-section that I didn't mm -hmm. want, but I had to have. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it just got me, you know, I do want to know more. I yeah. do want to know the answer. It doesn't, it doesn't stop at eat this, don't eat that. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's so much more to everybody's gut yeah. or bio individual needs. Yeah. So, um, I get that. And I think, uh, that is awesome and people need it for sure. Isn't that so full circle though of like, um, 
you know, our degree, like when you get a dietetics degree, it is like you're doing so much organic chemistry and biochemistry. I mean, it's so science heavy and it's so technical and it can feel super boring. But then now that we both kind of work in this more functional health realm, it's, it's so fascinating. And I can tell you have the same obsession. Like it's so fascinating. Like there, I don't know that I'll ever know ever, you know, all the the complexities and, and everything of how nutrition impacts our body, but it's so fascinating, right? Like, um, just how much we can influence so many different things in our life. And it's, again, it's not about eat this or don't eat that. And it's certainly not, not about depriving yourself or anything like that, but it's how can we really support our body on a um, very specific level, um, but do so in a very like friendly way in a way that's manageable. Yeah. Um, but it's that technical stuff now that I think we find so fascinating. Yes, how you can kind of, like, you can sift yeah. through it and be like, actually it's this or that. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's very fascinating mm-hmm. now. Um, but this wasn't around when I was right. going to school, like functional medicine is mm-hmm. very new in the big realm of things. Hi guys, I hope you are enjoying the podcast. Did you know that food sensitivities can lead to many, many things downstream like inflammation, chronic disease, asthma, allergies, eczema, the list goes on and on. So make sure that you find a practitioner near you to get your food sensitivity test. So you have an almost two-year-old now, and you have had a pandemic. Uh, so the the little boy, what's uh-huh. his name? Aiden. Aiden has only known the pandemic life, which is kind of scary, but yeah. that's their resilience. So I don't think it slowed him down too much. <laughs> Every kid is different, but I there are I can only I I don't know what it's like to raise a kiddo not in the pandemic. Yeah. So who knows? But I think it's hard. Okay. Even without a pandemic, it's hard. <laughs> And yes, you're going to be tired no matter what. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, can you explain a little bit about like your journey the last couple years of, you know, going to work and um, kind of working all this in with a new kid? Yeah. And- oh, man, it's a wild ride. And like I said, I don't have context for what it would have been if the pandemic wasn't going on. But Aiden was born in April of 2020. So if you can remember, we were on full on lockdown oh, gosh. Um, in April of 2020. And so um, we had fortunately, um, not to go too in depth, but we had planned a home birth. Um, and so uh, before the pandemic started, and so that was um, great to be able to, you know, that just fit in well with what was going on in the world at the time. And so um, I'm going to stop you for just a second. Yeah. That is like a, well, my dream come true and anybody in the functional medical realm dream come true. Anyways, go ahead. It was great. You know, and it's, um, great. It was, it was still, uh, you know, uh, it was still labor. It was still labor. (laughs) Um, but very fortunate to do it at home and would do it again. Um, and still labor, you know, so is that a message if your husband's (laughs) listening? (laughs) Wink, 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 wink. Yes. We do it again. Um, so he was born, um, during lockdown and, you know, as a business owner, so I, I own Rethink Nutrition and that's where I practice out of, of course, as well. Um, I thought I had a plan for what maternity leave would look like. And, you know, part of the, that time during the pandemic, it was great because no one was at work. 
But at the same time, you're trying to navigate um, running a business and, and having employees and things like that during a time when no one was at work, right? And it was uh, it was just a really interesting time. And I think my plans for maternity leave disintegrated. And I think <laughs> as many of us who have worked from home at some point in the last couple of years can attest to, I think lines get really blurred and it's, mm-hmm. it was really difficult, especially at first to, uh, dis- oh, gosh, to keep them separate or decide whether they should, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. navigate. There's guilt on either side. Yes. If you're doing laundry or just relaxing, then work isn't getting done. If yes. you're kids asleep and you should be asleep just because you need rest, mm-hmm. but then your guilt it's, but then when you work and yeah, yeah so I, uh, it was definitely a huge lesson learned. And, you know, I think there's so much value in, and this is something that I'm very cognitively aware of, but I have a difficult time as a type A business owner, dietitian, like that's just some of the nature there. Um, I have a hard time, um, yeah, taking time, taking time for rest and uh, that experience more than anything, I think drilled home for me, like why that is so important. And, um, yeah, I think like a lot of people, I think it is, the pandemic has been a huge challenge and a, a definitely a very stressful thing um, in my life, trying to navigate having a newborn and um, running a business during a pandemic and just learning how to be a mom. And it's yeah. been it's been a challenging couple of years, um, but I've definitely learned some lessons out of it as well. And I, I can tell you what I would do differently um, <laughs> next time um, if we do, if we're fortunate enough to have another. Um, it's been it's been a trip. For sure. Well, good. It's yeah, it's a, it's a learning process for sure. And then you add on that big component of being home, but having to work. Um, yeah, I even if you know everything you're supposed to do, I know that if I look at the blue zones, I'm supposed to rest sure. and I need to make sure that I walk and I make sure that I eat this many vegetables and mm. blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to the rubber hits the pavement, you're like, no, this needs to get done today, no matter what. And the baby needs to be fed. Absolutely. It's like, yeah. Uh, where's you the just balance? Feel pulled in so many different directions. And like you mentioned before, guilt if any one of those isn't in balance. And I think it's just um, continuing to get more and more comfortable with um, balance not looking a particular way. And if, yeah. if one day or one week or one time in my life, some things are less of a priority or have to um, be tabled for a day or whatever it may be that that that's okay. And, um, so maybe just getting a, a better sense of what balance looks like for me. Um, it's not perfect at this point, but I, it, it is certainly something I'm working on. I think a uh, perfect and balance don't go in the same no, sentence. Not well. Anyway, for sure. <laughs> I think that's what I'm learning anyways that, yeah, I, um, we joked about me having a home office and it's like, mm. I have mostly, cars in here most of the time from my little guy yeah. and I have drawings on the wall for me for school and him from stuff so yeah. you know just kind of whatever you're comfortable with and you're getting stuff done yeah everybody's getting love everybody's fed everybody's moving forward <laughs> well, and I hope maybe this experience gives us all a little bit more compassion for yeah. everyone else of you know when you're on the Zoom meeting and your home office is covered with toy cars and, you know, knowing that we are all balancing or trying to balance as best we can a lot of different things going on at one time. And 
Um, I think we can hide that sometimes pretty well. And I think the pandemic has exposed a lot of us for that and not necessarily in a bad way. I think it's good that we- I think it's good. We're human and we all could use a little leeway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But you have been busy um, doing other things. Also, um, I wanted to mention just briefly um, about your new adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, It is- so you have Rethink Nutrition as your business, uh-huh. and you're the sole owner, correct? Sure, yep. And then you have partnered with Dr. Stephanie? Yeah, Stephanie Wick from Andrews and & Associates Counseling here in town. So is it going to be a sub-unit of Rethink or a completely different business? Or? It's a completely new business um, that um, Stephanie and I are, are co-owners of, um, and it will be a a close partnership, of course, with our existing businesses, because it's an overlap um, Mm -hmm. to some degree of of what we're already doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But Unbound really came. um, And so the company, it's it's Unbound Recovery. I'm not sure that we said that. Um, And so it really came about kind of out of what a lot of what we were just talking about with the pandemic. It has been such a a stressful time for, for so many of us for a variety of reasons. And um, you know, I've, I've been a dietitian in private practice, um, in our community for again, uh, over a decade at this point. And, um, the last two years, we have seen such an enormous increase in the number of referrals that we've received for eating disorders, the number of people, um, reaching out with, um, body image and eating disorder concerns for themselves or their children. Um, and we're seeing it at younger and younger ages. I've never before seen so many referrals um, and outreach for 10, 12-year-old kids. Um, and so Unbound Recovery is really an eating disorder specific um, facility or, or, or group where we can really provide um, all the resources um, necessary for people really struggling with um, body image um, and, and eating disorders and really be able to provide them very specific care. Wow, that's um, very needed. Um, very, very excited for you guys. Um, you. Is it going to be, uh, and it's part outpatient. Yeah, yeah. So um, it will be outpatient counseling. So we there are some, um, Rethink Nutrition has some great dietitians that specialize in eating disorders. There are great um, mental health therapists in town that specialize in eating disorders. Um, but so often their schedules are, are full and it's hard to get in. Um, and we only have outpatient resources right now in town. So Unbound will offer some additional um, eating disorder specific specialists for both mental health and nutrition. So we'll do outpatient, um, but it will also have, um, it'll also be an IOP, which stands for an intensive outpatient program. And so with IOP, um, it's kind of the next step up from outpatient. Okay. So someone's, you know, there's all different levels with eating disorder care all the way up to being fully hospitalized yeah. um, when it's severe enough. But um, right above outpatient is the IOP level. Um, and with that, they'll spend three hours a day, at least three days a week with us. Um, and it's kind of afternoon, early evening time and to be kind of after work, um, after school hours for people where they're able to um, do some group therapy with us, both for nutrition, mental health, um, some art therapy. Uh, there'll be lots of different options there. Um, but we'll have group therapy every night for a couple hours, and then they'll do a meal with us every night. Um, mm-hmm. And part of that is being able to really help um, provide structure at mealtime and really help people um, as they're as they're kind of working through their recovery. Wow, that's that's amazing. And um, as I said before, it is very needed. Um, I think that 
our community could really benefit from it. Um, are you guys planning on doing any like preventive like workshops or anything? So we um, originally, when we first get open, um, our goal is to get the outpatient and the IOP up and running. Um, but we hope to add certainly kind of the next level, I think will be some support groups, which are going to be a little bit more preventative, um, or not as well, preventative. I mean, early stages, I guess yeah. I should say, trying to hopefully keep people from needing to go to a higher level of care. Um, you know, I mentioned the 10, 12 year old range. Um, that's kind of when a lot of adolescents are starting to maybe have some issue, body image issues, things like that to begin with. So we'd love to provide some support for parents um, yeah. and how to, to manage that with their young kids um, or those early adolescents um, for kids who, who are concerned that they're starting to develop some issues there. So support groups will probably be that next layer, um, but we'll certainly be looking for lots of opportunities to um, do as much outreach prevention um, and variety for treatment that we can. All right. Well, I want to thank Anna Binder for coming in and talking to us a little bit about her life and what she's been up to during these pandemic years. Um, before we get done and we sign off, please tell us about what your perfect client would be at Rethink Nutrition specifically. Yeah. So um, at Rethink in general, we have four dietitians. Um, and so between the four of us, uh, we see clients for a variety of of different concerns. We have a certified diabetes educator. We have dietitians specific for um, intuitive eating and for eating disorders. Um, so we can see people for, for just about anything. Um, my particular area of specialty is GI disorders, um, autoimmune issues, and kind of as we talked about earlier, even a lot of those people, a lot of my clients are those kind of pre-autoimmune where they're not diagnosable, but they've just got a lot of inflammation, a lot of inflammatory symptoms just aren't feeling their best. That Those are the clients that I work the most with and I really am very passionate about. So um, that's what I work with, but at Rethink, we can, we can see it for just about anything. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. And um, anybody who's listening, um, just like she said, if you have symptoms, those are not just because you're growing older and reason... Um, to go see a functional medical practitioner or a dietitian or both. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. Thank you for joining me, Lindsay Voles, on Wellness on Your Terms. See you soon.